There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Open your hearts, loosen your butts, it's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah. This podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's up, up. Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. We are a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy in in quarantine, quarantine, we answer a couple of advice (laughs) questions from a couple different listeners. Oh boy. Yep. That's what we do. I just chose that one. It is true. We also do do. whatever the hell we want. It is. But that's what we do in today's episode. We're a little, uh, we just did a great interview. Woo, we had some good times, Teddy. We had a real good time well we were running late because the cats uh well one of them uh puked and it's and so we were late for the interview you know that feeling when you're like oh my god i'm late and then you just start like scrambling and freaking out but it's like you're so focused on cleaning up vom it's like it was a whole thing and i feel like we've finally now relaxed and come down oh i'm not i'm still in panic mode still in panic mode Whenever you, I'm late for something, yeah, panic mode. Well, that's why I hate being late. Yeah, that's why too. being well, late is my least favorite thing. And, and you and I in a relationship. Finally, you know, I would say nine or ten years in, <laughs> I started to plan a little bit more ahead. <laughs> you would think, as someone who is so allergic to bad feelings, exactly, who runs away, exactly. Who like the minute he like hears like a piece of bad news, puts on a podcast to avoid having to think about that <laughs> bad news. You think. That at some point in my couple decades on couple, just a few decades on this yeah, earth, yeah, just a few, <laughs> just two, two really, yeah. That I would uh, learn my lesson mm-hmm. and be like, hey, you know, I hate that panicky feeling when I'm late for something. Mm-hmm. Maybe sort my life out right. so that I don't feel that. <laughs> you th- and you hate being late for things, exactly. Exactly. Well, that's for that very reason, though, because what I hate about being late is that to me, you automatically start the interaction at a deficit because Mm. you enter the space being like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? And then also it's just like you have got to respect people's time. We are all hurtling towards death. You have got to respect the time and the timeline. That is my rule. And so the fact that we were tardy to the party, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I hope she forgives us. Like, part of me is literally like, do I send her a cake? You know what I mean? And it's like, it was just 15 minutes. It's going to be okay. (laughs) I just want to throw myself down the stairs. (laughs) 
No, don't do that. Don't well, no, I'm not that. going to, but I'm saying that's the emotional feeling inside. I know, I know, but that's like so horrible. Um, Today's episode, though, Naomi. Oh, my God. This... I'm not going to throw myself down the stairs because we have a great episode. We have like 10 great episodes to put out. We have so many great episodes, and today is one for the books, honey. I was giddy. I was mm, nervous. Mm. I was so, so excited. You mm. guys, you have already heard his beautiful, beautiful voice. We are talking to Lance Reddick today. Mm-hmm. You know Lance Reddick from The Wire, from Fringe, from John Wick movies. From Bosch, baby. You probably know his music. Yes, he's a musician. You can also see him in two dope Amazon originals, Sylvie's Love, which also stars Tessa Thompson, and One Night in Miami, directed by Queen Regina King. Your good personal friend, Regina King. Stop it! You guys... Lance Reddick is a dream and a delight, and oh, yeah. I was literally like on cloud nine after being like, I can't believe we talked to Lance Reddick. I can't yeah. believe we talked to Lance Reddick. The audio, by the way, I should make a note. You know, we're in quarantine, so the audio is from the Zoom recording, and our good friend Anna Rubinova. Yes, Anna Rubinova helped came clean through. it up. She gave us her gift. So I think people are pretty uh, accepting of like if it's not perfect audio in, in the quarantine pandemic. audio. I mean, also, what can you do? People were accepting up until like. Uh, up until big money got their hands in podcasts. Up until Conan <laughs> O'Brien and Sarah Koenig invented big podcasts money. in 2018. Uh, people were just like, yeah, I'm going to set a mic down in, right. on my kitchen table. And everyone's like, yeah, that's cool. As long as it's engaging. Also, you think I'm up in here telling Lance Reddick what to do? <laughs> okay. <laughs> if he comes to the table, I'm going to take him as he is. And that's a fact. Yeah. You going to do it? <laughs> I defy you. Uh, I defy. I mean, this is the thing. The Wire was one of those first shows that you and I watched together. One of the best times in our relationship. <laughs> Literally, the time where we watched The Wire together. I'm like, just I just remember the what it was to be taken away. It was 2012. It, I don't like that. <laughs> That's like someone who's just like, yeah, my best years were high school. <laughs> my best year was in our first apartment watching all you of The like, Wire. We're watching Kingdom now, a, a Korean zombie uh, feudal drama. You don't think this is a, a a peak time in our relationships? Been in quarantine for 333 days? <laughs> Nothing compares to The Wire. Nothing. But really quickly, I mean, I'm talking about how much I'm obsessed with Lance Reddick. I know you can't wait to get to him. But before we do that, just a couple of reminders, friends. One, one, one. You know we be up on Twitch. Every Wednesday, 2 p.m. PST, come and hang out with us. The Couples Therapy Quarantine crew, it's a beautiful hour. Also, you guys, we will be honoring what we've all been through, okay? Our collective journey in the pandemic with the Couples Therapy Quarantine Party, one year in isolation. Colon. One year in isolation. (laughs) On Saturday, March 13th at 6 p.m. PST. Yes. You can go to DynastyTypewriter.com to get tickets. It's going to be online. We are going to have some guests visit us. And we'll also just bring you some of the gorgeousness that we normally have on the Twitch show. Yeah, we thought, how do we celebrate? Now, now I went into quarantine on March 13th, 2020. Yep. How do we acknowledge this? insanity the surreality of this last year yes and it's about you know what i mean but it will be it will be about hope it will be you know we made it yeah and so we've got to look back and laugh yeah we've got to look back and laugh and it helps support dynasty typewriter which is a really great venue here yes it's one of my favorite venues and so you guys should just come through tickets are five bucks general admission ten dollars generous admission Mm. you have a choice 
whatever you feel. The point is, cheap ticks, good times, let's celebrate surviving. Now, I believe we can get to Lance Reddick. Roll it! This is the, the number one question I had in my mind. I mean, we have a lot of relationship stuff to, to talk about. But, like, I was thinking how you are uh, not only just so good at comedy and drama, but you're effortless and switching between the two modes. Uh, <laughs> from my from my point of view. From my point of view. You'll be you... like, like corporate especially. You know, we're friends with Matt and Jake and all them. And, you oh, know, I just... love them all. So fun, but like you definitely have these moments in corporate too, where it's like I'm fun, I'm fun. Now you might die, and that's just so fun. Uh, and I was wondering if, if perhaps this is what I at first I was like, I wonder if like you have, um, if you're good at dancing. But I also thought <laughs> because you have a musical background, and I'm I'm wonder if that also is like a foundation. I mean, I, look, obviously you're a great actor, so like you yeah, know, you went we to know. Yale, yeah, we know, you know, we know, but. I wonder if that gives you a foundation for me. I have terrible control of my body. This is what I was thinking about. I have like, I'm not a good actor at all, but also but like, I think part of my thing is that I've, uh, uh, I have a uh, bad, con- like, I can't, I, I have to like look in this camera to see like what my face looks like. Right. To like know what my facial well, expression is. What, you know, it's, you know, it's interesting uh, about that. Well, I don't want to go too much more tangent because it's not really answering your question, but about the whole, what my face is doing thing. So because, you know, it, it, it I went to, when I went where I went to drama school, we didn't have any training on on camera at all. Oh. So it, it took me three about three years of trial and error to figure out how to act on camera because I'd do something and then I'd watch a show and I think I was acting my butt off and then I'd see myself I'm like, why did I make that face? And it's like, <laughs> you know. Um, and so I actually had to start doing uh, and to this day I do mirror work when I work on my lines. Uh, not, although ironically, not so much to control my face as it is to get used to looking at people's eyes so that on the day I'm not oh. thrown by that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but so, yeah. So part of me learning how to, you know, do stuff with my face that's effective is looking in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> but like, does that make you self-conscious? I find that like, I am so, it's interesting, right? That fine line between being present but also being very aware of everything you're doing. And I like, I don't know. Cause I started, you know, I, I do stand up, And so like, I'm just used to acting a fool. And then when I started to get acting jobs, it was like, they were like, pull it back. And I was like, what? Pull it well, back. It's, it, it's interesting. Uh, Cause the whole pulling it back thing, that was, um, yeah, that was something that I had to learn uh, that I had. Once again, I had to learn about the trial and error. Yeah. 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 But do you think like having a foundation in music helped you at all? Yes, I do. I do. In terms of, in terms of uh, uh, switching back. In. Well, first of all, I mean, I've always been kind of a clown since I was a little kid. Um, no, I wasn't a class clown or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I've always had that thing. Like if you, my, my kids know that because that's the dad they grew up with. You know what I mean? When I wasn't being kind of a self-absorbed, you know, maniac. You know? <laughs> but um, so, um, but the other thing is I definitely feel that um, because I have I have pretty good rhythm, uh, and and a lot of that has to do is connected to my being a musician, and so um, rhythm and pace is always something that I am kind of it's in some way aware of when I'm uh, working, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and rhythmic timing is so important. I mean, it's very important dramatically, but it's so important in comedy. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I feel like it's mostly rhythm. Like I, I'm a very much mm-hmm. like I'm less of a writing or write, right. Right. I'm like I'm less of a writer and more of like how I say something, and it's all like in oh, the pause yeah. and like just playing with words. Oh yeah, if someone else took something you said and tried to make a joke, like they couldn't do it. Right. It's just all it's all your rhythm. Which that is, but like that's what I prefer though. I feel like people can always somebody can always write something. You know what I mean? Like someone can like write like a topical joke about whatever. But the way someone says something, no one else can take. Well, you know, you know, I heard a story, and this is third hand, so it's not really fair to the person I'm talking about. <laughs> but um, oh, geez, not thinking of her name. Um, a famous theater actor. Uh, um, um, she, she's she's a Roseanne sister on Roseanne. Um, Laurie oh. Metcalf. Laurie Metcalf. So Laurie Metcalf. So I don't know if you've ever seen the show Getting On. Oh yes. yes. Oh, so yeah. Good. Okay. It's one of our favorites. So good. Okay. Okay. So um, on, on, on Bosch, I worked with an actor who actually worked with Lisey Nash. Uh, uh, and she was <laughs> she was telling the story about Lori Metcalf. Now, when I watched uh, Getting On, I just assumed after what Lori did was Edlin. So, but the story I heard, once again, Nisi didn't tell me this. I heard it from somebody who heard it from Nisi. So uh, if I've got it all wrong, I'm sorry to Nisi, I'm sorry to Lori. But uh, what, she, what, what, he, what he said that Nisi said was, you know, Nisi is, 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 uh, is a comedian, you know what I mean? And, and, and yeah. she's, such, uh, she's so brilliant at sketch comedy that she would go in and she did start the take and she would start ad-libbing. And Lori would be like, wait, wait, wait a hold on, hold on. And she pulled out her sides and she took off. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that here. And like, like Lori's, Lori's brilliance was all in her performance and her and her and her rhythm and timing. And she didn't make up any of it. Wow. Um, which shocked me. You know what I mean? Because I think she's. I mean, getting on I me. Mean, everybody's brilliant in that show. But yeah, um, yeah Lori Metcalf is amazing. Yeah. 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 So, I'm yeah. more like that. Um, yeah. But then, how was it doing a show with a bunch of comedians? Which we're all a bunch of idiots. <laughs> we're on Comedy Central with a bunch of us idiots. Well, it, it depends on who I was working with. Uh-huh. So, uh, Ann Dudick, who uh, is she's a theater actor. You know what I mean? She's not a comedian, but she, I mean she's hysterical on the show. Yeah. So working with her, uh, I would have to expect something. You know, working with Adam Lustig. Uh, half the time, I wouldn't know what he was going to say, right? Because you know, because he's a, he's a creative genius, uh, and he's and his mind works so fast that he would just do. You know, I remember there was a <laughs> there was a scene where I had a monologue, and I had to look over, and Adam was like doing some shit behind my back, and then, and then when I looked, and then when I looked at him, he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, what the man? This guy's messing. You know, he's, he's upset. But then when I watched it. It actually worked for a character and what he was playing in the scene. Yeah. But you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And, and then uh, working with, well, Aparna just, Aparna didn't add lip stuff, but Aparna just so got that dead pen. And we only had really one episode where we, and it was the last season, where it was, it, we, we worked a lot together. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's so great at that dead pants thing. Yes. And, and even though Matt, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm breaking down each each after. Each, each, <laughs> and Matt is, uh, uh, <laughs> even though Matt's a comedian, I I hate saying shit like this because it's so Hollywood. 
But <laughs> when you watch Matt do his thing, I mean, Matt's a movie star. Mm. I mean, he, he's just got, I don't, some, some people, they just have that thing. And he's just got that, you know, and, and he's got the, um, this this way of underplaying. He's that straight man that's funny because yeah. the way he underplays and reacts to things is, yeah, it's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I actually ended up learning something from each one of them, working with them all, all three seasons. Oh my God. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> we got to tell Matt and Jake. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, wait. So you're from uh, you're from Baltimore, right? Yes, I I grew up in Baltimore. Yeah. So do you? We're from the East Coast too. Do you do you feel okay living? <laughs> I mean, you've been here for a while, I assume, in Los Angeles. Uh, do you feel okay living here? Do you uh, have you adapted? Uh, did your personality was it always that you felt okay here, so you didn't have to adapt like we? Uh, we have to, uh, or are trying desperate, desperate. We're still trying, trying to. to adapt. We're trying to like this city. <laughs> so, so, so you guys have only been here three years, right? Yeah. yeah. So 2017. So, I mean, I've been here 15. So I, I moved here in 2005. Uh-huh. So, um, I moved here in between the third and fourth seasons of the wire. Mm-hmm. But see, I've always been a person. I've never really been attached to where I live. Oh. Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's always been more about, you know, what my work is and who I'm living with. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I actually moved when I first moved out here. I moved with, out here with a girlfriend. Um, that didn't work out. <laughs> but I um, know. Uh, don't get me wrong. She's great. She's great. It just didn't work out. But um, um, I, honestly, I like the weather, and and every, everything is else is functional. I mean, the the thing that I notice just culturally, which and I don't mean to believe the obvious, is how much. Because you know, I, I moved here from New York and I lived in New York for 10 years. Yeah, uh, that's I, where we're from. I moved to New York straight out of drama school. And my kid grew up in Brooklyn. Okay. So um, they're East Coasters through and through. Um, but I just noticed there's no, um, generally, uh, there's no guessing about what people think uh, or how they feel about you in New York. Whereas yes. here it's like, oh yeah, let's go to lunch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I uh-huh, forgot. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's the problem. Or like people I love is like, they love you. Oh my God, they love you. And it's like, you don't love me. You and I met for 20 minutes. If you love me, something's yeah, yeah. wrong. Yeah. And it's just like they use like that level at all times. Or if you love yeah. me, you would have given me that job. <laughs> if truly, if you don't have to say you yeah, love yeah, yeah. me, just hire hire me for this acting job. But it's like I that's the thing that's like tough. And I think that's been the thing to adjust because like that's just not my personality. Like I am pretty direct and really try to just like you know if I like you or not. That's just it. <laughs> and so but you can't do that here. Here I have to play. But also, I mean, I came in, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I was older when I moved here than you guys are now. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it was, it was, it was just a different, it was just a different thing. You know what I mean? I mean, my, yeah. my, 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 my daughter was in high school when I moved out here. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so your kids are grown. Oh yeah. 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 I got grandkids. I mean, my, my daughter's, uh, she, she, um, she, it's funny cause she and her husband, cause I, I'm married. My wife is my second, my second marriage. Um, the, my, my daughter and her husband got married two years after I did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So wait. after we did. <laughs> so wait, we're going to answer some, uh, relationship questions. So just to like, uh, give the listeners a little bit of uh, foundation for your yeah. own, uh, romantic life. So that you, uh, how long have you been married? Uh, the second time, uh, 2011, what is it? Nine years, nine years, nine years. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, here's a question. What did you learn between marriage one and marriage two? Did you get any, like, you know what I mean? Like, are you, did you come into the second relationship differently? Uh, very differently. So, uh, very different. On the other hand, I mean, it was, I mean, my, my ex-wife and I split up and <laughs> I wasn't going to say, even though anybody can look at Wikipedia and see I know how old I am. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, you guys were probably in elementary school. Um, we, we split up in 97. I got, we, I got married again in 2011. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. so a lot of time in between. So, yeah, yeah, there was like, girlfriends, plural, in between. Yeah, and lots of dating. So mm-hmm. I learned, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of homework, a lot of homework. <laughs> Wait, so what, what was that process like of getting back on the uh, on the market? 2011? <laughs> no, because, like, I'm thinking 2011, that's also, like, app. Like, we Naomi and I got together in 2010, and that's before apps really started to... But they were, like, starting. There were, like, some apps. But also, it's hard to meet anybody in L.A., when you're because like everyone's in the biz and like it's always a little like do you like me or do you want something and you know shoot i don't think i've dated anybody in la okay I've, I've never dated anybody in la i moved here with a girlfriend that i met in chicago when i was doing a movie okay <laughs> and my wife and i actually met 10 years before we dated uh when i was doing theater in minneapolis at the Guthrie theater I was doing a play and she was a company manager. So, um, and the, the other girlfriends, I mean, let me see. The, I was in New York when my, I was living in New York when my uh, ex and I uh, separated. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I mean, the, <laughs> I'm gonna give you my dating history. Like the next woman <laughs> I met, I met on a movie set in South Africa, but she was from England. So she was, she was, so she was, uh, she lived in London. And then next, person I dated was from New York. Um, and then the next one after that was from New York. <laughs> and then Christina, who I met, who I moved out here with, I met in Chicago doing a movie. Right. Um, and then uh, the second season of Fringe at the beginning, um, the first season of Fringe after my, Christina and I broke up, I dated a couple of people, but that was in New York. So that was in New York. Okay. Uh, and then the second season of Fringe moved to Vancouver, and I dated a couple of people in Vancouver. And then I reconnected with Stephanie, my wife, on Facebook oh my while, I was in Van- while I was in Vancouver. And at, at that point, I just decided that I was never going to get married again. Because I was like, one thing I'm sure about is however you're supposed to do relationship, I don't do it right. So I'm done. Really? Really? Yeah. 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 So, but the other thing that's interesting about it is that uh, and I, I, I know uh, uh, there are a lot of mixed feelings about Tony Robbins, <laughs> depending on what camp you're in. Um, I, I never, uh, because in my uh, in my early twenties, uh, I, I participated a lot with Landmark, uh, okay. which was which was very very uh, uh, helpful to me. By the same token, um, the whole guru thing, I was a little kind of leery of. So. Uh, I, 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 you know, I worked with Tony Robbins from afar, so I did all my, I, I just, I, I didn't, I never want to do any of his courses because I just didn't want to get into the hype of the organization, but I read a bunch of his books and I listened to a lot of his tapes. And at one point, uh, when I was trying to figure out the whole relationship thing, he said, what you need to do is you need to make a list. You got to draw a line, you make a list of what you want in a relationship, but you need to make a list of what you want and you need to make a list of what you don't want. 
and and you know and and so you know I would I would work on that list from time to time over the years, and then um, when Stephanie showed up, uh, kind of out of the blue, I realized oh shoot man she's like all except for like two things, <laughs> um, uh, like she's all the things on my list. And the other thing that was odd about uh, Stephanie was that uh, there wasn't all the whoa, 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 bells and whistles, you know what I mean, uh, 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 kind of attraction. I mean, there was when I met her, but when we, we didn't date when I met her because I, right. I, was, I was afraid of her. <laughs> Perfect. I, 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 I thought she was out of my league, quite frankly. <laughs> um, and also, I, just, I knew I just wanted to mess around and I know I wasn't going get to get away with that. <laughs> so... See, now I want to yeah. talk to Stephanie because you see what she did? <laughs> Stephanie was like, you ain't playing with me. And then like a decade later... It was like now you're married. A, a, a decade later, she when we when we were connected, because um, I never knew that she liked me when we were working together. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. I found that out later. Like, because my memory of her, because I remember, uh, and it was, the timing was just so weird because we rec- reconnected on Facebook exactly at the time that I was planning a trip back to Minneapolis because I had just been uh, back in contact with Joe Dowling, who was at the time the artistic director of the Duffy Theater, and he had directed the play that I'd done back in the, back in 99. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, and so uh, I was planning a trip back there to try to convince him to direct a film, and he was trying to convince me to come back and do theater. <laughs> um, so when we reconnected on Facebook, I said, what, this is really, I, I, I said, are you that Stephanie? Because she didn't have a picture of herself on her, on her page. It was a picture of her dog. Um, it, it's funny because on, on her Instagram account, it's a picture of one of our dogs. <laughs> um, so, um, um, so she's like, Well, I'll pick it from the airport. <laughs> so, uh, I'm like, Cool, you know. Um, and I thought it's interesting because my memory of her was that the last time we spoke, she snapped, she like yelled at me, and then she stopped returning my calls. Wait, why'd she yell so at me? Well, I, so he said, because I, I asked, I, I think I called her randomly and I said, hey, what are you doing? She's like, I'm working. I'm like, oh, okay. And so I hung up and that was the last time I had talked and spoken to her. And so, you know, after, you know, went back to Minneapolis, uh, tried to get her to sleep with me. She's like, no. <laughs> uh, then, but, but then we kept talking and, um, when I left, when I was at the airport, we were, we were, we were t- I was on the phone with her on, on my way back to uh, Vancouver. And I said, I, I, I just have to ask you something. Because it's the last time we spoke, it seemed like you snapped at me and then you stopped returning my calls. And now it's like, well, no, now that I'm an international television star, oh, yeah, I come pick you up from the airport. Oh. And she said, the funny thing is she said she had been, she never heard of Fringe, which is the show that I was on at the time. So, and she'd never seen The Wire. So what she said was, well, because at the time that we worked together at the Guthrie, she, 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 that was the last show that she, she worked at because she was transitioning to another job at Northwest Airlines, mm-hmm. which existed at the time. Yes, yeah, so uh, I remember and, Northwest. I would yeah. take that to, that's how I got to Detroit every summer. Yeah. Northwest, yeah. baby. And so um, she said, well, when you asked me to try to get you tickets, free tickets for your ex-wife, that's when I realized, oh, this guy's not interested. You know, I'm in the friend zone. So I was like, screw this. So wow. that's what happened. And I was like, oh, because I remember doing that. 
Do you wow. get any dating advice from John Noble? <laughs> any dating advice from John Noble? You mean the guy who's been married for 50 years? Uh, no. <laughs> that is so funny. You tried to get tickets. And she was like, I'm done. Yeah, that's, yeah. it's so funny how dating is a lot of like uh, signals like that. Or like you, you're doing a lot of like reading the tea leaves. Right. And so right. you... You're like, oh, well, he must not be interested in me if he's trying to uh, help his use me to help his ex-wife get tickets to but, uh, waiting for Godot. But no, I don't I mean, airline, airline tickets. tickets. I, I mean, airline tickets. Airline tickets. Oh, airline yeah. tickets. Northwest yeah, yeah, yeah. tickets. Oh, to. Uh... <laughs> but then I just also love, though. But it's also just funny, right? Because the moment, right, you think that that's what it is. Then when you call her, she's like, what you want? You know what I mean? Because yeah, 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 it's yeah, no yeah. longer yeah. that option. And it's just the way we treat people when you're like, well, when it's a possibility. I'm going to be a little, yeah. like, open and a little patient. And then when you're like, yeah. oh, it's not a possibility, it's like, I'm working. Goodbye. Because <laughs> <laughs> like... this is the other thing that's funny about it. Because she said, because she, um, she, um, uh, I, I, you know, I was, I was, you know, I, first of all, I was missing pilots to do this play. Mm -hmm. So, but it was like, it was at the Guthrie and it was Mark Anthony and it was Joe Dowling. So I had to do it. So, um, so I would have these auditions that I would have to take and then and then send the tape, mm -hmm. you know. And so, uh, I, Stephanie would take the auditions for me. So she would take me to Northwest and and take the get evening, and we drive out there, and you know. We, and so she 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 said to me, she said when she told me that she liked me, I said I had no idea. She said, "Well, don't you think we had recording equipment at the Guthrie?" <laughs> I said, I, "I never thought about it." She said. I took you to Northwest, so I would have to drive out there so I could spend more time with you. I was Aww. like, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, no, didn't get it. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Oh no, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way that I'm very like, I don't, I don't get signals. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't, um, I'm better now. Look, I'm better now. <laughs> but now like, that, it, now that, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you wouldn't get signals, Lance Reddick, because you're talking about like you know you've dated a lot, like you were out there meeting people. But no, remember, this was 20 years ago, <laughs> right? And so you're still and, not and, knowing. And I was, I was also, I was. I'm trying to see how to say this uh, so that I don't look too much like too much of a kid. But you know, there's something about that the role, Mark Anthony, that it's like being a rock star. So, like, there were some ex there were extras that were throwing themselves at me, and I was messing. You know, I was yeah. I was I was having a good time. You were know I mean? <laughs> okay, uh, okay. But I didn't know uh, Shakespeare was so. Uh... I didn't either. I didn't either. <laughs> so, but Stephanie was like hot career woman, yeah. you know, you know, and like I was just a broke actor with two kids. I was like, <laughs> I, I did. so it was. It wasn't even like. I, I wasn't even looking for signals because I just thought she was out of, I knew, Yeah. well, I just wanted to get late and I knew that wouldn't go to fly. Right, and right, right. A re relationship, number one, I wasn't ready for number because I'd just broken up with the woman from that I met in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, like, I, like we, we broke up like via mail. Oh my. Um, while I was at the Guthrie. Because I, I thought I should, you know, because I was trying to get work, work stuff out with my ex-wife. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And so, um, so, so, I knew the only the only way Stephanie would even work was if I was like really big, like trying to get a relationship, and I was like, well, first of all, I'm not ready for that. And number two, like, I mean, I, I can't hang with her. She's just too she's too cool. 
Uh-huh. She just she got it together and my life's mess. Okay. The only okay. thing I'm good at is acting. Like everything else, I don't know how the fuck to do. Like that was my experience with myself at the time. Right, 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 right. And then, well, then in the in the intervening years, you know, what changed for you? That by the time you reconnected, you felt like you were ready. Because it wasn't the career stuff, as you said. Like, you know, you always kind of felt confident and comfortable in that. So even even though you oh, were, like, oh, 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 raised your oh, 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 profile. I, I said as an actor, well, artistically, I was confident. But my career, like, after after the Guthrie, after missing pilot season, like, I didn't work for six months. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot to most people. But for me, that was a, that was a lot. Like, I was, like, borrowing money to pay rent. Like, I was ducking the landlord. It was that kind of bad. I was born. I was literally. I was borrowing grocery money, and I had the kids every other week. Yeah. So, like, if I had been, uh, uh, if I had been qualified to do anything else, I might have quit acting. Yeah. So, you know, that was that was what was going on with my life at the time. Now, when we reconnected, like, I'm making money. Right. I'm famous. <laughs> I got, you know, <laughs> I got, you know, that you know, the famous women throwing yourself the match, the, that the, the fame thing. Yeah. So it was a different thing. And so, um, so, and I, and also by that point, I had dated a, uh, a couple of people. One was, one, it was very short, was a model. And it was just like, well, this is just too crazy. Because this is, this is like, you need to get very rich or very young. And I can't, and, I, and I'm not neither one of those. So, <laughs> so by that point, just, just how I, I felt I, about myself uh, around women was different. You know what I mean? I had a, a different kind of confidence that, that just comes with age and success. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get it. After uh, <laughs> after I had my first, uh, this is analogous, but after I had uh, my first writing job, uh, yeah. when, uh, the next time I went back to New York to do improv at UCB, <laughs> I uh, I had the confidence and to kill it. So uh, yeah, just same. like it's that. Analogous. It's a it's my first writing job is like <laughs> you dating a model. And well, then... no, I should say that we went on one date. So that's that's a good Um. Okay. I think now that we know, we've gotten all the tea. Hmm. We've gotten all the tea. Now I think we can answer some relationship questions. Yes. All uh, right. We'll be right back. 2 new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, y'all. Wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple five stars please it'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously okay that's it we love you deeply now back to the show and we're back with lance reddick who has taken us on a journey y'all now lance are you ready to help people get their life (laughs) i'm still trying to get mine but i'll do the best (laughs) i can Uh, all right so we get uh, we get DMs on Instagram and Twitter, uh, but what we love the most are, Our of course, voicemails. your voicemails. And uh, we're going to play one now. Naomi, what's, by the way, before we play this, what is the phone number people can call in oh, if God, they want to ask their own? You got to call in 323-524-7839. You know when you leave that voicemail, I get to know where you're at emotionally. So you got to call in. Dearest Naomi and Andy, first of all, thank you. Your words and love give me reason to live every Tuesday. As a half-black, half-Jewish gal from NYC, I'm constantly struggling with dating. Obviously, we all struggle with the hope-numbing task of finding someone who likes enough and vice versa to spend more than a few weeks with. But as someone who values the cultures of both sides of my race, it's even harder to find someone who shares those same values, too. In short, do I date black or white guys or just date others because it always feels like one part is missing? Thank you, Trans Infinity. I don't know if there's an answer, but it seems if I were to ask, it would have to be to my adoptive podcast parents. <laughs> um, my name is Marone. Don't care if you share that or not. Uh, love you guys. Talk soon. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay, so Marone is saying she is half black, half Jewish, and she is unsure where to look for love. Well, 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 well. Lance, have you have you dated a Jewish person? <laughs> Twice. Yes. Okay. A chosen lover. Yes. 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 Andy. We are good to. We are. You've had a Jubu. <clears throat> That's important. That's important. <laughs> and of course, you get Jubu T-shirts. <laughs> well, well, but, but wait, wait, wait. I, I should, I should uh, qualify that because the second person I dated, she was um, half Jewish and she she was an atheist. Okay. Um, so it was a different, it was a different, yeah. Yeah, 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 like the, it wasn't necessarily the same cultural thing. I mean, yeah. ha, it's interesting. Interestingly enough, they were both attorneys. <laughs> um, wow. One, 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 I, 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 did, I had one day with one other Jewish woman, and believe it or not, she was an English professor. <laughs> See, you're finding but, good people who are not in the business. You're finding these, like, working gals. I love this. You love a professional woman. I do. That's <laughs> yeah. wonderful. I love it. Um... Now, it's interesting, though, that feeling of wanting to date. Like, for instance, you, yesterday we played Kwanzaa Bingo with the family on Zoom. And I was like, Andy, we are going to go on this journey together. But for instance, like, I don't feel like you need to be black for my blackness to be affirmed 
Do you know what I mean? So I don't know necessarily. As long as I can roll. Yeah, as long as you can hang, like, yes, kind of with important. the group. Yeah. That's important. That's important. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like, if you can uh, hang. Like, my, my wife uh, uh, loves uh, the, the, the part of my family that I see periodically because, you know, I'm on the other, other coast is, is mostly my dad's side of the family. Mm -hmm. um, and um, probably my cousin, my cousin Pat. <laughs> Shout out to cousin Pat. <laughs> she's, probably, she's probably my closest cousin. Uh, and um, she's my dad's um, uh, sister Rose's daughter. And um, I mean, the last time I was in Baltimore, I was there for an event and we had dinner and it was like, it was like 10 cousins were there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, they rolled with Stephanie. She rolled with them. And it was great. Yeah. They yeah. love her and she loved them. It was fun. Yeah. 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 And the other thing is just, just kind of the day-to-day -day grind of all the, all the little things. Um, and then the big things in, with the industry that we deal with uh, being black. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Stephanie gets it, you know. And, and, yeah. and, and, Wait, and Stephanie not black? She's not black. Oh, no. okay. Okay, that's what I was trying to understand. Okay, I'm sorry, so sorry, sorry, Stephanie's right. I think I, I think I think I assumed you were. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I mean, it, it, that's a that's a tough one because I, I I'm not sure how to speak to that because I've never felt attached to like for mm -hmm. example, uh, before Stephanie and I dated the, like the two people that I was were dating in, in in Vancouver like one was Mexican and the other was Chinese. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't you know I didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. 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 I know what you mean, but I do think it's like, it's less about to me. Like I would say to, to our dear adopted daughter, as she called herself, <laughs> <laughs> like she could like, it's, it's less about that. You, you want someone who can roll, who can be in your world, who can yeah. come on these journeys with you, but you don't, I don't necessarily think you need to look for a partner that has the same experience. Now, again, if that's what you feel you need, but you know, regardless, no one is ever going to be everything to you. Like no partner's yeah, ever going to yeah. be the one, yeah. you know, yeah. like going to be able to fix all of it. You know, and you're coming at this with a biracial identity where you maybe feel like, well, okay, there's a black part of me. There's a Jewish part of me. Like, you know, you can, you know, you can find, you can find some half black, half Jewish men out in these streets, but it's just going to be few and far between <laughs> depending on where you live. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> it's interesting because my, my kids, both my kids are biracial. Okay. Uh, my daughter's husband is white, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. but my son's my son's fiance is uh, half Italian and half Dominican. Mm. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> Italian and, and Dominican. And, and, that's fun. Yeah, and and he and his uh, and she and his uh, fiance. I mean, they have exactly the same complexion. Uh huh. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's. I think it's the, it's. Lance, it's what you said too, also about like understanding um, your experience. Uh, like, I don't obviously understand exactly, but like being Jewish from Pennsylvania, which is like really Christian, I get the, ex I get some of the experience of being othered, especially mm -hmm. in like like going to school. Like, I was one of the few Jews in my uh, in my school, so I kind of understand a little bit about like Naomi's experience, especially in. Uh, in Hollywood, a little bit about the like. <laughs> but, but then it's just funny because, you know, I grew up in Harlem, but then I went to private school in the Upper East Side and everyone was Jewish. So like when Andy told me, I was like, Jewish people aren't a minority. Like I didn't know because growing up in New York, I was like, everybody's Jewish. What's the problem? Yeah, and to me, like I, I, like, I went to private school in Baltimore and like half the kids were Jewish. Yeah. And it was also, it was, it was a progressive, it was, it was a Quaker school. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, so... I, to me, 
uh, uh, Jews were just white people that went to a different church. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't uh, this, yes. I didn't know. I, I, really, yeah. I really didn't. And yeah. then it, it just even even in, even in Landmark, I mean, it just seemed like so many people. And also part because my I met my ex wife doing Landmark, and she was going. To, I was going to school in Rochester, New York. And we met in college, but she was going to school in New York City. So you know, I go visit in New York City once again. It's yep. like you know. <laughs> yep. So my the whole the uh, I, I, it took me a long time to get Jews talking about Jews who talk about other than like I, I yes. there's a there's a uh, there's a manager I know who grew up in Texas and he talked about just the constant anti-Semitism and one of my wife's uh, uh, friends from for decades growing up in Minneapolis is you know going going to school constant anti-Semitism. I'm like what. Yeah, that that, that like that happens, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> like a lot of places. I'm like, really? Like I felt like so naive. So yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. We're different. If you grow up in a, a large city, uh, mm. Jews from a large city, or we also break along class lines. Like I grew up middle class, so and I think that's a different experience than if you grew up like wealthy in New York. I think it uh, it it's, a, uh. it's just like it just changes your experience of the world. And so I think that like when uh, like we, Naomi and I can be angry at like uh, a white executive together <laughs> uh, without, without being specific about certain things. We can be, a- we can both be angry at a white executive at uh, um, a network. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like that feeling of, it's just very interesting and not realizing the extent to which, I feel like since moving to LA and being in the business, it reminds me of private school again. Cause also I'm a writer. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. And I'm like, everyone's rich. Everyone's like, like it makes me, it's that different, that feeling that I thought I had really pushed past. I really thought I was over it. And then I come back out here and I'm like, Oh no. Oh Oh, no. Uh, I'm not over it. So yeah. 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 It is. It's like, uh, but yeah. I mean, was it, wait, so you went to friends, right? Yeah. Was that like Naomi went to Dalton, and I think you found that to be a difficult. Experience. Yes, it was, was difficult. Friends difficult to, or or did you feel like you like belong there? Friends was difficult, but because see, I had always gone to private school because that was really important to my mother because she taught in public school. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, you know, man, my dad was like, "Public school is good enough for me." My mom was like, "No, I te- I still teach there. He's not going." To- <laughs> so and uh, the, one of the so I went to a very small parochial uh, Episcopal school when I was in elementary school, and then I went to Friends. So um, and even then, I didn't realize like thirty to forty percent of the of the there was only twenty kids to a grade, and there was only one 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 class to a grade. And like I'd say thirty to forty percent of the kids were black. So then I go to Friends, and there's like you know it's still small small classes, but you know. The class, the class size is still like 75 people, 80 people. Mm-hmm. And there's like four black people. Yeah. And so, but because, and the other thing was around, uh, about maybe three years before. So I think I was about maybe nine or 10 when we moved. So we moved from a, 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 a middle-class black neighborhood to a middle-class white neighborhood. So we're the only white black people there. Yeah. So I, I, I in a in the sense, I was so used to being other that I didn't realize how it was affecting me. Mm-hmm. But it, it wasn't until I got out. Yes. You know what I mean? I, start, yes. I started kind of uh, <laughs> experiencing, you know what I mean? It's especially, you know, part of it was, was doing Landmark. 
and, and kind of, because I was always, I'm still very introverted, but I was pretty shy and, and, and insecure and quiet. Um, and so I kind of found my voice when I was doing Landmark. And then once I left, once I first got married, I dropped out of college. So suddenly, I, and, I'm, and we moved to Boston of all places. <laughs> so suddenly I'm a black man in Boston working construction. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, and that was like, okay, this is what it is to be black in America, real. Yep. So, so, um, so, it, yeah, I had a hard time at first, and I didn't realize how hard I time it. I didn't realize how much of it was about race until I was until I left. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. definitely. But like at the same time, though, obviously you worked through it, and you were having, you know, you were able to have relationships with people who weren't black, where you were like you get who I am. Like, it's interesting. Cause like, I know for instance, you know, Andy and I, I had kind of given up on dating the same way you were like, Oh, I'm never going to get married. Like I kind of given up on dating period. Cause I was like, you know what? I'm a lot. And I haven't really found anyone who can hang. So forget it. Just forget it. But I remember that when we finally met, it was, I was very impressed. Cause like you had gone, you know, you had gone to grad school, you would study philosophy. You had like read black authors like you knew stuff like I could say stuff and you weren't like what because I was used to being around people where it was like everything you said just blew their mind and I realized at first I thought "Ooh, I'm cool I know something you don't know but then I was like I don't want to be in a relationship where I gotta break down everything to you all the time you know and so I think I realized I kind of once you don't want to be in a special episode (laughs) you don't want to be because that that was the experience of my first marriage you know what I mean? Yeah. There were there were times when we were dating. First of all, I was she was so beautiful and she was uh, uh, and I was so insecure and she was kind of wild and I was really square. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I was square, naive, and immature. And so, um, um, like I was living in a dorm in Rochester, New York. She was living in an apartment in New York City. Yeah, while she was in college, it was a completely different thing. Right. And so. Um, but there would be times when I would be upset about like people looking at us. It's like you're imagining. She didn't start to get it until we had kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. We always say our thing is, are you two together? Like wherever, whenever Andy and I go somewhere, people, it'll be like, are you together? Do you want to sit together? It's like, I'm oh. like, they think I'm like, I'm his home health aide. And I'm just <laughs> trying to get him settled. And we, it's funny because we when I, uh, when I first went to drama school, um, my daughter was three years old my first year. So, uh, and there was a couple there. And, and to this day, so there was there was a, there was a there was a, a, an interracial couple there, but he was white and she was black. Mm-hmm. And um, we became really good friends. And their their daughter and our daughter are still friends to this day. Um, and we would go places, and they would assume that Sanaya was with me, and that Jeff was with Suzanne. <laughs> because, yeah. Yep. Yep. Always. They're like, oh, yeah. It blows people's mind. I remember like there were times when like we would be on the subway sitting together and just like in our own, like playing on our phones or listening to podcasts. And I would see something on Naomi's phone and I would reach over to like look at it, too. Mm -hmm. And people I remember getting like looks like, why is that white guy (laughs) in her phone? Black woman's phone. They they're seeming they can't be together. (laughs) Well, my favorite was we were like on the street one time, like just on the corner, you know, probably met for lunch, maybe when we both were temping or some shit in Midtown. And I we like kissed, not like, you know, a big kiss, but like a peck, you know, in the street. And it's like older black lady. She goes. That's beautiful. You never know who you love. 
And she just was like, she was so excited. When you say older black lady, I can't help but wonder if you were a man and if you might be a little different. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She would have been mad at you. She would have been mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's a very. It's oh god. That's like all the time. I was talking to somebody where they were like, oh yeah, mom, because like his dad was black as a doctor and his mom was white, and I was like, and he was like, yeah, black ladies didn't like you know my mom, and I was like, yeah, because your dad was a black doctor. They were mad at her, and he was like, yeah. he was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, honey. They were mad at her. <laughs> the hard thing, the hard thing for me is that I get, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, like, like I get it. Like I can't. I mean, I can be a little mad at him for being mad at me, but like, but, but what it represents, I get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Well, I also always say too, though, black men only have a problem when I'm looking good. When I'm out in these streets looking regular, they look at Andy, they go take her. But if I put on some makeup and get it together, oh, then they mad about the culture. And I'm telling you, that's a fact. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting you say that because that's when white guys are mad. Uh-huh. It's only she, yeah, yeah. Black women are mad all the time. But white, guy, white guy, it only depends on how the one woman, how they think the woman looks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they, yeah, don't care, yeah. they don't care when I'm yeah. in a pajama. Honey. They don't care when the yeah. hair is wrapped up. Yeah, but when so that, I'm must, that must be a male thing. That must be a male thing. Yeah. <laughs> but when your hair is I'll like, be honest with you. Huh? Yeah. So no, no, no. Go ahead. Um. So yeah. So the answer is just find someone uh, who can roll. Who can? Yeah. Roll. If if unless you you know unless you find the perfect bluish black and Jewish lover, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to find somebody who can roll with. They're it. out there. Go to a progressive yeah. uh, temple. That's true. Um, so, yeah. 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 Let's do one more. Okay. Uh, this is a this is a DM. It comes to us uh, on Instagram. Okay. Hi, Naomi and Andy. I'm a longtime listener, and I've been following y'all after seeing Naomi stand up on Two Dope Queens and realizing that I also love me an awkward man. Yes. I'm a queer first-generation Latinx man nearing my 30s. and Nearing I think, 30s. Nearing 30s, and I think I'm ready to start dating again. By the way, Lance, I am older than you think I am. It's just that <laughs> uh, I, I use a lot of moisturizer, so I, I look okay. Uh, and shea butter now. Thanks. Yeah, I got him some shea butter. We needed it. We needed it. Um, So after a very toxic relationship with my first boyfriend, I took it upon myself to get into therapy. I learned a lot about myself and my family dynamics that played into my codependency and jealousy during my first relationship. Mm -hmm. At 28, I'm a much better. uh, I'm at a much better point in my life. I've been working and saving money for over four years, and I recently applied to a graduate biostatics program. Sure. If I get into my preferred program, I'm looking at roughly six to seven years of a busy scholarly life. I feel that this is the time where I'll probably meet my future husband. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I would as some uh, as someone who was in grad school. I don't think that uh, is. Well, we'll see. Uh, anyway, uh, now taking the words of Queen Bay into consideration and prayer during my graduate studies, it's going to be all about me, myself and I. <laughs> In therapy, I learned that my mental health is something I have to pay close attention to and ensure that I find healthy ways to deal with anxiety and depression. My education and health will be the top priorities during my graduate training. Of course. Finding a man isn't on the top of my list, but I know that I'll be surrounded by intelligent and awkward uh, menses, uh, <laughs> mensa, men- plural of mensa, uh, that will be viable candidates for a relationship. <laughs> I'm open to finding a man and open to start dating again. 
where were y'all in your late 20s dating wise? Did both of you meet during your late 20s? And when did you know you found the one? Regards, Anonymous. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, Lance, in your late 20s, yes. you already had what? An eight year old? Um, no, 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 because my daughter was born. I was, uh, I was 26 when my daughter was born. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. she's so a toddler. Little. Yeah, yeah. You're a toddler yeah, in your yeah. late 20s. Yeah, yeah. Because no, I didn't go to grammar school until I was 29. Okay. So, you're, so, but yeah. you're in the same kind of boat. You went to, you're going to like, uh, school then, basically. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And, it was uh, all, yeah, yeah. And it was about me, myself, and I. Kind, I mean, you had your kids, of course, but like you yeah. were in this zone of I'm trying to, I'm trying to get good. Yeah. I'm trying to, you know. But I will say this: because I had a family, when everybody else was out running around on the weekends and getting drunk and staying up late, I wasn't doing that. So I was, I was up five thirty every morning, Oof. morning, Oof. like reading, working out, and and you know, and I would, I remember my first year, um, because. Uh, uh, Suzanne, my wife, uh, being the person that she is, she found a job like the first week there. <laughs> so, uh, and, and she, her, her training was in, in, in jewelry design. She went to Parsons. Um, so, um, she found a place at, at a jewelry store as a jeweler. So, um, she would have to go to work. So, uh, she would have to pick a uh, daughter up. So, in order to have the car seat, so in order to have the car seat there when she walked walk back, basically, I would. <laughs> to make sure that she could get there on time, I would have to, uh, t- I take more often than not, I would take my daughter to school, mm-hmm. stuff my bike in the back, leave the car, and then ride my bike to school. So I'd get up, I, I, usually, usually I'd get up and I'd like, usually do a little homework or script work. I'd read like, read some stuff like from Sun Tzu in the Bible. And then I like, and I was, a, I was an avid runner. So I'd, I'd hit the road by six o'clock. Oh my God. Um, uh, rain or shine, no matter how cold it was. And then uh, make breakfast, make my lunch, eat my breakfast, uh, stick my lunch in my backpack, get everything here, get my bike, stick my bike in the trunk, take my daughter in the car, drive to daycare, get into daycare, get my bike out of the car, and then, and then ride faster. And I was late like half the time. I was always late. I was always late. Now, Percy, funny, first, my first year, I was the only person that never missed a class except for one one week I was sick and it was this, it was a virus that everybody said one person got. So everybody was sick. But my first my first two years of drama school I never missed I was the only person who never missed a class. But I was always late. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. So wait, did you was that because you were like, I'm I'm serious about this now? Or was it because like I have a family, I have to I have to be good to support them? Like what both. Oh. Both. And also because I was older, like I was one of the oldest people in my class. So um I just had some I had different uh, I had different priorities, mm-hmm. so I was like I'm here for one thing, you know what I mean? If I make some friends, that's great. But I'm not here, you know, to make friends. I'm here. To, I'm not here to make friends. Good. Yes, very <laughs> yeah. yeah, very sassy. Okay, you like I'm not here to make friends. Yeah, I sit, I sit there. Oh, don't get me wrong. I was nice to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. I wasn't. You know, I wasn't about you know the cl- and it, it was weird too because you think you know in graduate school all that click shit is gone. But it wasn't. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Oh yeah. my goodness. And that yeah. was what? Is that three years or four? It was three. Three years. Three years. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then after that, you were like, you left New Haven, and you were like, I'm gonna go to New York. Yeah. Well, also, I got a job. Uh, like, 
before I graduated, I got a job understanding a brother. So oh, that was okay. kind of a, what so it was. Were, okay, great. Okay, so you went yeah. to New York. You were working. So you were, again, so you were still married. The kid, You still got the kids. And yeah. you're working, you know, all the time. Fact, she was going into first grade. And because we didn't have time to, like, figure out how to get find, find a place in a neighborhood, figure out the school. So she went to first grade in New Haven, where I was at school. And I would uh, commute every day. And I would literally, I'd ride my bike to the train. <laughs> I'd hook it up, get on the train, ride in, you know, to New Haven. Oh, my God. Um, it was an hour and 45 minute uh, 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 Metro North each way. Yep. Um, and then ride back and then midnight or whenever, one o'clock in the morning, get 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 off the train, unhook my bike. <laughs> and one time, one time somebody let all the air out of my tires. So I just, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, that sucked. So I did. <laughs> Yeah. Man, okay, honey, you worked. You done hustled and worked, Lance Reddick. Yeah, in, my, in my early 30s, I was a hustling fool. Yeah. Ooh, my yeah. God. Yeah, you got it. I know, but like when you have two kids, it's, or like, it's hard to. Like, it's hard to also keep up the hustle because it's just like so much energy. Like, raising children takes yeah. up so much energy. <laughs> and, my, and, my, and my son was born in between semesters my last year. Oh my god! So it was, it was, uh, it was something. But by the same token, because of that, I was like, I worked harder, and I was more focused than everybody else. Like I wasn't any more talented than most people. I just worked harder. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, yes. So, I, th- I think it. Uh, when I was in grad school, I think dating was tough because uh, it takes up so much of your time. Grad school. Grad school yeah, takes yeah, up yeah. so much of your time. Like right. I was uh, working like sixty-hour weeks. Right, basically. Right, with because I was also teaching at the. Uh, I was uh, going to class, teaching, grading papers in a coffee shop, <laughs> scrounging uh, together so change you, to we, buy a bagel. Was was <laughs> were you this? You were getting your uh, your degree in philosophy. Yeah, got yeah, it. I was. This is before I really. I had wanted to do comedy, and I was. Uh, I didn't have. A, I didn't have a safety net, so I was just like, "Well, what's? Uh, my parents wanted me me to be a lawyer." What's something in between <laughs> comedy and a lawyer? A professor. That's like <laughs> a professor's a little bit of performance and a little bit of scholarship or a lot of scholarship. Well, in my case, a little bit of scholarship because uh, I'm not there anymore. So obviously <laughs> it wasn't enough. But um, but uh, it, it's I think it's I well, I had uh, one like. What I thought was a real relationship, but turned what in retrospect was definitely just friends with benefits, um, uh, or just uh, acquaintances with benefits, um, and it's I I don't know, Naomi. Where were you? Well, see, this is the thing. It's like it's funny because it's like you and I met. You were thirty-one. Yes, and I kind of and I remember thinking like even now listening to this this person where they're like, I'm twenty-eight. And to me, that still feels very young, meaning it still yeah, yeah, feels yeah, yeah. like, you know, that you, to me, like, there's still so much living and figuring yourself out, especially because as a person who's like, I'm in therapy, I'm learning how to manage, like, yeah. anxiety and depression. It's like, you got to do you for a while. And, like, don't even think about, because it's like, what I'm hearing is somebody who's going into grad school with a plan to find love. You see what I'm saying? And that's, like, why I was laughing, because I'm like, <laughs> you walking yeah, in yeah, here, yeah. making a life with somebody, and they don't even know you yet. Like, you have this like plan for it and it's like it ain't gonna be what you planned whatever it is like it's not gonna be the plan and especially because you're saying like you're so busy working i'm sure you'll meet people and you'll have crushes and you'll hook up but 
you know, don't go to grad school and like, don't even preoccupy yourself with it. Like, don't even let it be in your head. Cause you, cause like, I remember just thinking like when you and I got together and when it kind of became clear that this was going to be like a real relationship, like a long term, I was like, cause before Andy, I'd never be- did anybody longer than eight months. So I really <laughs> didn't know. So like once we hit, like when we decided to move in together, that was the one where I was like, okay, am I, am I ready for this? Am I old enough for this? Like, do, am I put together? Like, you know, I, I didn't feel like I needed to rush that or that I was at a certain age. So something needed to happen. Like I didn't, it was so important for me to have my own shit. Right. Oh yeah. That I just was, it was not like, well, it's time for a relationship now. You know, I definitely like, you know, I said, honey, I dated in New York city. That will break (laughs) you. Okay, that was too much. That was too much in my twenties. I was like, I would never go back. Like I would literally like I would oh, I never go back. I, I could I couldn't when I was in my twenties, I mean I couldn't even think about dating. Now when I was in my forties and dating in New York, that was cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is better though when you're like grown and you have a, a nice apartment and you have money and you can like go do oh, another conversation. Yeah, totally different. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. If you're yeah. not worried about like, can I afford a soda when I buy uh, these scrambled eggs at this diner? Then we would go lot- to the diner all the time. Andy and I would just go to diners because you know you can get some fries for five dollars. <laughs> and it's just like very simple. And it's like, but then I remember too though because you weren't working for maybe the first eight months. We were mm-hmm. together, so we would just kind of like hang out. Like I would come over to your house and we're like we hang out. But I remember being worried because I was like, well, does he like me or am I just the girl who's willing to come over? You know, because there's part of courtship where. It shows you what someone's about, right? Like if someone's making time yeah. for you, if someone's showing up. And so I remember not, you know, for a little while being like, are you into me or am I the fool? Or, you know, not knowing, even though I would never consider myself a woman where I'm like, you got to buy me stuff or you got to take me out. Like, that's not it. But I thought it was with dating. It was about like, well, how else do you know that a guy likes you mm-hmm. if he does? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I did, don't know. Well, I, I'm also thinking, did Landmark for you, did Landmark work kind of like therapy? I was thinking that too. Well, because uh, I haven't, I've only had a, um, like, the, like I have a, the, ther- the therapist that I have now is really like the only therapist that I've ever had that's like, I had a therapist, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other therapist I've ever had that, the other therapists that I've had were when it was like my, my ex-wife and I were breaking up and trying to figure out how to stay together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or, or when my ex-girlfriend and I were breaking up and trying to figure out how to stay together. <laughs> it's interesting because the 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 training that I got in Landmark, because it wasn't just the courses, uh, I feel like I learned as much assisting, uh, particularly when I trained, I, I like get seminars, and then I trained to lead seminars. Uh, and then when I dropped out of college and moved and, and got married, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I never like seminars. But <clears throat> that I feel like... Uh, a lot of that helps 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 me in my therapy because I feel like uh, I I know how to speak uh, uh, and kind of self-examine in such a way that uh, that is um, uh, there's a specificity just out of habit or practice there's a specificity to the way that I to the way that I speak in my language about my, my experience mm-hmm. um, that that makes it effective. So that's a long answer to saying, at least with this therapist, yes. Okay. Um, uh, but I wouldn't say that Landmark is a, is a substitute for therapy. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know much about. It. I just remember. I remember like it's a lot of like. It's been a long time. It's been like thirty years. Yeah, it's a lot of like looking at yourself and trying to like be like honest about like your feelings or emotions or being able to express them. Is that right? Well, it's true. It's true because when I first did it, it was a landmark. It was. It was. S. It was yes. It was S. And um, I was actually training to leave. I was in college. And I was training to leave get seminars just as it switched over to the landmark and to the landmark forum. Because my experience of the S training was like, I don't know what the fuck that was. Like, I literally, like, I was done. And, you know, everybody, the whole thing was, I got it. Oh, I get it. And I was like, you get it? I'm like, yeah, I got it. And so I'm thinking, no, I don't get it. I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck. That was two weekends, and I don't know what the fuck that was. And if I, if I was worried about being brainwashed, not me, yeah, my brain's still dirty, because I don't know. <laughs> and so, but Landmark made sense. Because it was the, the the even the name the form it was it was based on the uh, and I, I I hesitate talking to you you know being a philosopher but uh, it was based on the, the, the Socratic method and it was yeah. in, and and Warner Earhart's his whole the whole thrust of his work was was he did this really inter, interesting uh, talk where he talked about being and he talked about um, ontology. And he, and he said that there are uh, different ways of looking at uh, uh, the, the kind of being that a human being is. Mm -hmm. And you can look at it psychologically, you can look at it philosophically, or you can, uh, you can try to look at it ontologically. So you can actually try to look at being kind of in the domain of being. And one, one of his, and he was actually, I can't remember the name of the philosopher that he was working with when he developed the landmark form. But one of the things was that, you know, the, the, and it, he didn't try to state it like a fact, but he stated it as a as a, as a way of looking at being human. That what makes us human, uh, the how being uh, manifests itself for human beings is with language. Mm -hmm. And so, um, um, and and the uh, and so there was that, and then there was the whole notion of making the distinction of what it is, is it to be authentic. Mm -hmm. So, and I found that, and and, and so. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, been so, it's been so long, but by the same token, this stuff has always fascinated me. And so, you know, uh, so authenticity and um, figuring out how we create our experience through language, mm -hmm. um, and and making the distinction between um, um, accurate description and interpretation, because for the most part, human beings live in their interpretation of reality as opposed to what's actually going on, yes. which is why it's, and for the most part, human beings are inauthentic. So, yes. and they don't even, and they don't know that they're inauthentic. So we run, you know, we run around um, interacting with each other, like our reality is reality. And then when the other person's reality is different, we're like, either they're trying to do something to us or they're wrong. Uh, and, and and maybe neither one is completely true. <laughs> and so it was, it's, it's, for me, Landmark was all about exploring that. And the other thing was, you know, I was like the guy that wanted to be a philosopher and never had the balls to do it because I thought it was fun. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, that's like kind of my pet thing. Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. like Heidegger or like Sartre or like. Oh, he was a huge Heidegger fan because that was the other thing. He was uh, um, philosophically it was based in existentialism, mm. but um, but uh, spiritually it was based in Zen. So there was a lot of practice of just sitting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I can see why that like also like feeds into like acting in a certain like the idea of like uh, uh 
it, it has helped me my, my training and it's particularly in identifying kind of like being able to recognize when someone's authentic, being able to recognize when I'm being authentic is made, is a huge thing to be aware of uh, when you're training as an actor. Yeah. 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 Cause like, I mean, that is the, like the core of like, when I see like a good acting performance, it's like, even if it's like weird or over the top, it's like, does it feel authentic? Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. like even like a stand up, like, like, you know, if someone like, I think about like a lot of like weird standups who are, um, who like have a persona or something like that, but like, it's yeah. a real, it's a troop. Like, it's like Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. He's like, that's, that's him. him. Yeah. That's him. Even yeah, though he's yeah, a weirdo. Yeah, right. And I, see, and I, I'm getting an authentic. Well, is it? See, I've never seen, but it's funny because I've never seen Zach Galifianakis stand up. So I've only seen him in t- television and film. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like, what is that? And then I saw him in an interview with Sam Jones. And I was like, first of all, because I had never really been a big fan. I never really got him. So I've never been a big fan <laughs> of this. So, so first of all, I'm watching it. I'm like, well, he's nothing like that. And second of all, like, wow, he's really cool. And he's really fucking smart. Mm-hmm. And so it, it makes me want to go back and look at his stuff again. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's not yeah. as like goofy. Like it's he's not like being yeah. stupid. Even though I will tell you this, Henny, I can't watch a Hangover movie. So it's like the other stuff I like of his. Like I like that I, show. I that's Bass- a specific demographic. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. I'm like, oh, I don't get it. But like the show, I don't know if you ever watched Baskets. He was like, that was a fun one. At, at first, I liked it, but after a while, it felt kind of, oh, shit. See, now, now I don't want to get too much. Because <laughs> I want to meet that dog because I'm for necklace, and I don't know what he said. He said shit about my shit, so fuck you. So, yeah, because <laughs> I think he's really cool, and I want to meet him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I like, I don't know. It's, it is, it's true, though, that sense of, I don't know, like, with comedy for me, though, I like the sense of a, I like feeling like I'm learning about a person. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like, like, when people are very written or where I'm like, Oh, you're a good joke writer, but I don't know if you need to yeah, be on yeah, stage. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not a performer. You're just kind of like telling yeah. me your jokes. And it's like, I'd rather like a personality. Like that's the thing that for instance, like we're talking about Aparna. Aparna is one of my favorite standups and Aparna is her, like that's Aparna. Like when we talk on and off stage, it's the same thing. And it's just like so funny. And she told me she started doing standup actually uh, as a way to get over her fear of public speaking. Like she took a standup class just to like get comfortable speaking. And so I was just like, which to me, I'm like, and it's exactly like, I know, like and her stand up yeah. is like that. And I'm like, yeah, like that's what I like when I feel like when she got off stage, I remember the first time I saw her and I just like, what, we started talking. Cause I was just like, after seeing her set, I was like, I know you, you are gonna be my friend. <laughs> like, just, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, but I mean, all right, that's our whole long way of telling this person who's like, what should I do in my 20s? Is like, honey, don't stress yourself. Don't press yourself. Go to grad school. Focus on grad school. <laughs> Hopefully you like it. <laughs> the thing that's tough about all this is that um, the plan's never what you think it's going to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Like the person I was, like, I won't say dating, but the person I was in a relationship with uh, before, um, Stephanie, I was sure, I was sure she was the one. Mm-hmm. I was, and so when that fell apart, I was like, man, I don't freaking know. Right. So, do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I thought, I, 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 if, I, if this one didn't work, I know I can't. If this one didn't work, there's something wrong with me. What's wrong? It's like, I'm too tired to fix it now. Now, too old and too tired to fix it now. And then, then my wife showed up and she changed everything. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Uh-huh. 
Oh, I love that. Oh, I mean, now I, I'm going to meet I, Stephanie. I, I, we have to do another oh, episode cool. with my, Stephanie. Stephanie's cool as fuck. She's cool as fuck. But I mean, but, but you know, but I still have, you know, I still have had to work. You know, yes. I still had so much, I still had so much growing up to do. You know, you know, yeah. to get, to, yeah, yeah, get up yeah. to speed. Yeah. yeah. Of course. I of do course. understand. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It changes the game. Ugh, oh, Lance. my God. Lance Reddick, thank you so much for talking with us. Yeah. This was lovely. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, this is great. You're the best in the game. I'm too excited. You guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will see you next week. Bye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com